Welcome to the Making Money in the Music Business podcast, where we share insightful views on a variety of topics in the music industry that can help you make more money from your music business. And now, here are your hosts, Dr. William E. Smith and Kenya McGuire-Johnson. Hey, Kenya, we are back. We are back, William. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. It's a little sinus activity today, but uh, it's all good. We're going to work with it. Yeah, you know what? I hurt my back this week, and I I haven't even expressed that on social media or anything. I'm trying to keep it on the down low, even though I'm in excruciating pain. But no, I but but you know, actually, it's getting a little bit better. So I you know, this doesn't involve me having to. I can just sit in my chair, so right. <laughs> I can still sound like I'm all right, but I'm not. But no, I'm I'm fine. I'm good. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. Well, uh, today is a good day. We have uh, a great friend coming on, and we're going to introduce her in a minute. But uh, you yes. know, as we always do, uh, I'll have the music tip. <laughs> and one, one of these times one you're going to one day Kenya will have a music tip. I did have a music tip not like a you couple did. podcasts ago, right? You did. Yeah. You did. <sighs> Sigh. Okay. <laughs> uh so uh well basically I've just been looking at some apps to basically see what's out there and and uh what's out there for musicians and singers and artists uh that's really helpful. And I came across an app called the Songwriters. Uh, it was a Songwriters Pad, and uh, it has some cool features on it. Uh, it helps you to uh, has a rhyming dictionary, helps you to write lyrics, um, and it actually mm-hmm. has a, a space where you can actually add chords to the lyrics. I didn't I didn't download it yet mm-hmm. to check it out, but it had some interesting features to it. So I think uh, um, some of our listeners might actually. Um, get a kick out of it and it might help them in their workflow when they're trying to create songs. So, uh, I would nice. just check it out. Songwriters pad. Yep. Songwriters pad. That's a, that's a new one for me. That's awesome. I'm, I'm still so old school with writing. I'm actually working on a new song right now and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm coming out of 1966 the way I'm kind of writing it, but it's all right. <laughs> it's, well, it, it also good. has some other stuff that uh, I think it, it, it has a way to apportion um, writers, uh, like percentages to writers. Oh, I think it, it, it's, nice. it's a really nice app that to, to organize your songwriting process. I got and you. I, just, I got yeah, you. I thought it was really helpful. Yeah. Is this a free app or is this a cheap app? What? Um, I think it, yes, that's right. It's free for two songs. Okay. I was going to say they're going to kick in in a minute, but that's, um, I don't know what the fee is, but yeah, but that's not a bad deal. You know, just checking it out. Yeah. Getting two songs done. All right. Cool. All right. Well, we're excited. We got another good, we got another good guest. Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Well, I love, I love these guests we're bringing. So I'll let you go. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll introduce her since she's a really great friend of mine. So uh, we have uh, a wonderful artist, singer, actress, person, Miss um, Cinda Williams. Hey, Cinda. Hi, how are you guys doing? Good, good, good. good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're, we're certainly glad to have you on today. And um, the, what we normally do is we just have uh, people just tell the 
tell the audience about themselves and uh, just sort of give a, a background of what got you started into uh, into music. But uh, since you, you have all these other talents and gifts, you can uh, share that, too. But um, just yeah, just give give the audience a background and then we'll jump in with a couple of questions that we have. OK, well, I um, actually was born into a very musical family. Both of my parents uh, sang when I was a kid. Uh, my father sang a little bit professionally in groups, you know, back in the doo-wop days. He, he uh, sang baritone and he had a beautiful voice. And my mom was a big church singer. She, she just loved harmonies and she would switch back and forth between soprano and, and alto without a hesitation because it was just so her range was so beautiful. So I grew up with singing, surrounded by singers. Um, I had one professional singer that was very close to me. My, my uncle, James Williams, he actually lived with us when he was performing all over the, the country. Um, had a, a great band, had some, some hits. And, but he lived with us during that time. So his son, who's about a month older than I, he and I used to always go to his shows and stand back state, or well, actually more like his rehearsals. We couldn't necessarily go to the shows because they were mm-hmm. oftentimes in bars or clubs or whatever. Um, <laughs> but if there were concerts, then we could go to that. So I, I grew a love of music through the people that surrounded me. I mean, we communicated with music. So I started singing very, at a very young age. My uncle had a piano in our, uh, our basement. We had a, a nice basement that he lived in, and he would, I would go down with him for hours and just sing. Uh, he would teach me things, and I. And this is like I was really young, five, six, and um, I knew that that was something that I wanted to do. So I started doing it. Of course, I did it in church. I did it uh, in school. I, I always sang. Um, unfortunately, we we weren't quite well off. So when it came to learning how to play an instrument, that wasn't it something I could do because we couldn't afford the lessons and we couldn't afford the instruments. And when my uncle moved, we didn't invest us to a piano. So I had to depend on my voice. That was my instrument. Um, and, and so I, I listened to music all the time. I sang all the time. I was very shy, but my family and strangers often would make fun of me because I constantly was singing sing all the time, I burst out in song, and I don't even know. I, I don't even know I do it, because I sing all the time. As a matter of fact, I think um, uh, every mentioned that when I saw you, Will, and your beautiful yeah, wife, no, and she wife. was like, you, yeah. she was like, you always burst out in song. So, uh, <laughs> I'm in a constant musical. Anyway, yes. um, <laughs> So I got involved with musical theater. Um, Jesus Christ of the Star was the first musical that I all ever saw on screen. I didn't see it on the stage. But it was the first thing that I saw that where I knew that's what I wanted to do. I was five. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I started working for. Everything was about music, 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 listening to music, 
learning music, listening to different styles. Uh, I have very eclectic uh, taste for music because my family had an eclectic taste. My dad loved classical. He loved um, rock and roll, uh, funk. Hip hop came in when I was you know, in the seventies. You know, the earliest hip hop, um, soul, everything. We we listened to it all. We listened to Elton John. We listened to Johnny Mathis. Listened to Barbara Streisand. I listened to every style of music, and then eventually I started actually studying voice um, because my music teachers said they saw something in me. So one of them took the time to start giving me private lessons in classical, the classical uh, music, which was, which is for singers the basics. It's like learning the ABCs or ballet for dancers. If you want to have a great foundation, it is a good idea to sing classical. And eventually that opened up to acting because if you were in the choir in school, you eventually were in the the chorus and the musicals and and then they say oh well you can do a lead and so you start doing acting and so that's how that all flourished and i went to um, ball state university as a as a theater major i ended up choosing theater i didn't know which one i was going to do theater or music because in that day they didn't have musical theater yet and but my mm -hmm. vocal my vocal coach told me when I was trying to make my mind up in my freshman year, she said, do you want to be a teacher of music or do you want to be a singer? I said, I want to be a singer. She said, well, if you want to be a singer, then you need to be a theater major and continue singing. Sing, work with me, have a vocal coach, continue to, to work on your, your instrument, but learn how to act. Because there are a lot of singers that can sing, but they cannot communicate the song. They don't know how to interpret mm. the song. So acting will teach you how to perform a song so that the people will be taken, not just with the beautiful sounds coming out of you, but the words that you're singing. So that's what I did. And um, eventually took me to New York where I continued my vocal lessons. And and got my first movie, Movetta Blues, with um, Spike Lee, where I got to sing and act. And that's kind of where uh, I continued uh, with music, singing in movies, singing for scores, things like that, um, and acting. So that's kind of the awesome. background. Wow. Mm -hmm. wow. Awesome. Very I know you got questions, Kenya. Go ahead. I know, I know, I always, but <laughs> well, I was so glad you just said what you said as far as what theater does for a singer. Yes. And, um, you know, I say that I'm a, I'm a singer as well. And, um, I did a lot of musical theater in high school and I didn't, no one told me specifically like what was told to you, but I picked that up pretty quickly that it taught me how to interpret, you know, interpret the songs and and be able to to you know um live the 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 lyric so that the audience can connect to not just ooh that sounds good but there's a story um you know within the song so that's wonderful to hear that from you because i tell i coach artists and i try not i don't do vocal coaching per se but i do how to get your business together and i say that when they're talking about performing and like what should i do and I'm like think about maybe taking a theater class um to get you comfortable 
So that was that was great. Now you kind of just you 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 breezed and said, yeah. And then I landed with Spike Lee <laughs> in Mobile mm-hmm. Blues. I'm like, wait, <laughs> if you could share, because I know so many people. I know that's where I. Um, first saw you and it was funny I, I told my husband today I said oh I'm you know we're interviewing Cinda Williams and he got all Cinda Cinda from both Cinda like he got all excited and stuff so obviously that was a really breakout <laughs> role for you um, maybe if you could share with our audience kind of how that how that happened and and what impact that has had on your career as as a singer or as an actor well i uh when i moved to new york my intention was to be a broadway actress that was that was my dream that's what i wanted to do but for quite a few years up to that point i had been told by multiple people casting directors uh directors that i'd worked with that i needed to do movies because Mm -hmm. I had a gift for subtlety that you can't see on a stage. And mm. so when I went to, to New York City, the very first thing I did was audition for an off-off, uh, off-off Broadway musical that I got, uh, maybe like four months after I moved there. It was called 2 I 2 and it was a wonderful experience, and it gave me such confidence because... Mm. I didn't know how I would compete coming from Muncie, Indiana. You know, I was originally from Chicago, but I graduated from high school and college in Muncie, Indiana. And I was like, you know, I'm going to go to New York and get blown out because all these talented people. That was my perception of New York City. And then I got there and I realized, oh, it's just who's, who's ever prepared. It doesn't matter where you're from. And so I wasn't expecting to get pulled into the, the world, world of film. I was working, you know, like like all first-time actors, you really need to like have a job if you're going to live, especially if you move into New York. And back in the day, it's expensive. It's nothing like today. So I worked at a restaurant, but everybody knew that what I was trying to do. Everybody knew I was a singer. Everybody knew I was an actress. And so I, I'm a friendly girl. I'm shy, but but I'm friendly with people, so people liked me. So I would have people coming all the time and, and talk to me about my career and what I wanted to do, where I wanted to go. And all of these people kept coming to me saying, you really need to try out for uh, Spike Lee's new movie called Love Supreme. Mm. And I was like, okay, well, I'd seen School Days by then. And I loved mm-hmm. that. And it was so much fun, you know, a movie musical. And... Mm although I, I couldn't really understand the subject of, of it because that wasn't in my co- college experience. I was pretty much the only black person around most of the time. So, but I, I loved the, the music and I, but I didn't know the first thing about him. Uh, so all these people kept saying, you know, you got to try out this movie and too many people said it. And typically when too many messages come to me, I have to act on them. So I uh, brought me a backstage, which had the audition information. They said, go to this place and get yourself in there. So I was like, okay, I will. So I talked to my boss. My boss was like, go. That's what you're here for. Go. Mm-hmm. I was very fortunate to have someone like that in my back, you know, getting my back. And so I went to 
Uh, I've told this story a bunch of times, but I'll, I'll give a quick. I went to the casting <laughs> offices. I went to the casting offices of uh, um, Joie, not Joie, uh, Robbie Reed, sorry. Robbie Reed. I, I didn't know who Robbie was. All I knew is she was casting for this movie. And I knew that the offices opened at 8 in the morning, so I got there at 8. And Robbie was not there. <clears throat> there were other casting directors there, so... They asked me what I needed. I told them what I was doing. <clears throat> and so they suggested, okay, well, there's a couch. Robbie should be your son. Sat down and I waited. <clears throat> and I waited and I waited and I waited mm. for several hours. Mm. And because I waited and I was cool, I had an attitude. All those casting directors told Robbie when she came in, give this girl a shot. <coughs> because she's been sitting here since eight o'clock this morning has never had an attitude has stayed busy <clears throat> and deserves a chance so that's how i was able to get my first audition for the movie mm -hmm. and after singing for her <coughs> and reading the scene she brought me in the next day to meet spike so that's where it began that's how it happened mm -hmm. wow. <coughs> So wow. I, had to take, I had to take a drink. <laughs> yeah, no, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> take a drink. Yeah, no, I, I I love that you mentioned about the preparation piece. And I know, Will, every person we have interviewed, I think preparation, <laughs> mm -hmm. being nice, being prepared, you know, not being hostile um, and just being, you know, showing up is is such a consistent theme and we're wanting our artists who are listening to the podcast, you know, hopefully you guys are really hearing this. It's a consistent, every artist that we interview, you know, that is, has some success has said yep. this, this very same thing. So. Yeah. yeah yep. It's, it's so important because oftentimes really talented people think that talent is what gets you work. Uh, it's a, it's a piece of it. It's a part of it. it it's what gives you longevity. But being kind to people, looking them in the eye, and, and them sensing an energy of positivity from you and respect from you and strength and confidence from you is what gets you in the door in the first place. If you don't, if you don't have those things, then they're not going to be interested in you because there's too many people that have talent. I mean, we, we, there's talent galore, but there are not very many smart business people. There's not very many nice people unfortunately and and what mm -hmm. i have experienced some of the talented people are some of the rudest people because they they, mm -hmm. they think that they deserve anything because they're so talented but that's why you'll see a lot of mediocre singers mediocre mm -hmm. um actors and when i say mediocre i mean that in the original sense of the word mediocre does not mean bad it just means they're middle ground they're they're good they're good they're not great, but they're good. Where, mm -hmm. but because they're just good, they work really hard, and they mm -hmm. they they go and they network and they talk to people and they're kind. They work on their craft because they have no expectations because they're they're good. They're not great. Those are the mm -hmm. ones that end up working the most, not people yeah. that have this amazing amount of natural ability and think that they deserve everything just because of that. It's so much more. And it, but if you can be great and great at all the rest 
then I, I believe those are those are the people that help and, and do the most. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, uh, the process of preparation, and uh, and and what what it took to get you to where you are, and I just want you to mention uh, to the audience because uh, this is sort of what I ask if everybody is I'm, I'm really big on process, and I want uh, the audience to know uh, everybody has their own process, um, mm-hmm. but I guess if you could get a, give a glimpse of what it what it is that you do to prepare yourself. Well, it's funny because I've been having this conversation with my daughter because I think it's an example for for success in, in every aspect of life, not just uh, music, but in everything. And, and she's a basketball player. So for me, being consistent when it comes to practice, being aware and conscious of, of your instrument um when i don't sing when i don't warm up when i don't take care of my my throat when i don't take care of my body um my singing suffers and my confidence suffers so i have to sing all the time i sing all the time even when like for instance uh will and i just did a show recently and I was singing songs that I've been singing a lot for the last couple of years. Standard. I've been singing a lot of standard. And um, I know those songs. I've sung them a lot. But never do I take for granted that I can't rehearse or I, sh- I, I don't need to rehearse. I rehearse every day. When I know I have a show, I sing through the- those songs every single day, multiple times. Mm-hmm. One, to get my my uh, instrument tuned up and ready so I can hit all those notes because if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Two, be- because, <laughs> because when I have, I have anxiety, I do have performance anxiety. So for me, if I don't rehearse it, I'm going to get up on that stage. And if, I, if I'm overly anxious for whatever reason, I will forget. And I don't want to do that to the audience. Now I could start <laughs> scatting and all that kind of stuff and, and, and start talking, but I prefer to sing them the song. So it helps me with my confidence. So even though I might have anxiety, I have, I'm so rehearsed, but not, not taking away creativity because every time I sing the songs, they sound different. I do something different with them. But the mm-hmm. basics are so there. The songs are so cold within my consciousness that no matter what happens, I can, I can sing. I can, I just do it. And I was telling my daughter, I was like, look, dude, if you want to uh, be consistent with your three point shot, you get out for a hundred a day. You know, mm-hmm. you've got to practice because then it becomes a memory in your body. Your body knows yep. what to do to get the three-point shot. Your body knows what to do to sing the song in such a way that's going to take it to another level. Even though you've been hearing these songs for 70 years or more, they will hear something that they never heard before if I have rehearsed. So for me, that is one of the main things that I do when you know i try to keep my voice in shape even if i don't know about a gig but if i know i have a gig coming up baby 
I'll be driving my sister, my, I mean, my, um, my daughter absolutely insane because she's hearing these songs. My daughter is not a jazz fan yet. I think that comes with maturity, <laughs> but she knows yeah. all the words to all the songs, you know, because yeah. she's heard them so many times. Yeah, so that, that's, that's basically, that's basically, and plus I'm always listening to, to new music, listening to old music, listening to different styles of music, because as you know, you know, the, the, the world of music in certain ways changes quite often. And so you have to be current with what is, what people are into. And so even though I may sing, sing an older song, if I can pull a vibe from a, uh, a newer style into what I'm doing, then, then they might hear something familiar with what they're hearing on the radio. So they're hearing My Funny Valentine, but they're hearing a rhythm that they've heard in a hip-hop song, and that'll take them into a familiar place that they don't even know subconsciously is happening. And mm -hmm. so if you're not listening to music and learning music, and I'm not saying memorize every word to every song, and nor am I saying listen to music you can't stand, but but being conscious of the music that is being listened to by the people out there, that you, the audiences that you want, uh, is important. Um, so mm -hmm. I, I listen to my daughter's music, and oh my gosh, some of the stuff she finds is amazing. It's a lot of underground stuff, but it's also mm -hmm. popular things. So I listen to it, and I learn it. And if I don't like what they're saying, I'll turn it off. If I don't like, if the lyrics to me are negative, uh, I... I, words are powerful, so I'll cut that off. Mm -hmm. But if the music is doing something different and the words are, are telling a story, even if the story is not a nice one, I, I, I listen and I learn and I take, try to take that into my, my process so when I'm singing, I can bring something new to it. Yeah, no, that was, um, it's so funny. I, you, everything you were saying, there's so many parallels. I have a son who plays ball and he's a, th he's a shooting guard. And so the three point, like, and so I'm all, we're always like, you need to be practicing that all day. And he so badly wants to just rely on the talent. Mm -hmm. And I'm constantly telling him, you know, yes, you're athletic. Yes. You know, it, it doesn't come hard for you. So yeah, that whole working hard when it doesn't come hard, for you is is a challenge, particularly in raising kids. But, you know, I, I totally I say that to him a lot. And then I compare it to music all the time. And, you know, similarly, and, and something that I hope the artist really picked up on what you were saying in terms of that listening piece, mm -hmm. because I'm really big on, you know, listening, listening, listening. And yeah, you know, and how much that influences, you know, obviously your ear, but how you integrate certain things in your performance and um so that's i'm just you're we are on the same page and the muscle memory like if you just are constantly doing it then yeah the, and the voice does the same thing it's going to it, it it remembers what's happening and so if you do, if you stop it 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 doesn't it doesn't remember so i'm glad you brought that up too when, when I had I, a, a, i'm sorry go no no go ahead go ahead, go ahead. Well, i was just just to to jump on what you were saying about that my my uh vocal coach who who was an opera singer she she was austrian and and she was an opera singer and she said to me she said as you age everything changes everything grows old 
but your voice. She said, if you practice, you get better with age. You don't get worse. If you're taking care of your body and you're taking, you, you get better and better. The longer you do it, the more you do it, the older you get, your voice gets better. And so there's, there is no um, end to growth if you yeah. continue uh, practicing. Yeah. Well, and no, and I'm so glad you said that because I just saw um, Anita Baker, you know, she's doing her farewell tour, her last, Mm. I guess, about to retire, uh, which we're all sad about. And she, you know, is 60 and she killed every song. Like it sounded like, okay, what, you know, because I'm thinking to myself, oh dear, you know, we'll see what happens. Can Anita still sing Sweet Love? You know, and she Mm -hmm. killed it. And she, in in some instances, sounded better. And so Mm -hmm. it's clear that while she maybe hasn't been, you know, with new albums and hitting the stage every minute or whatever, she's clearly been doing something (laughs) Mm -hmm. to take care of herself and to take care of her voice. And, you know, I think that, I think singers or people... uh, think that oh with age like you said everything gets old including the voice and so you're not going to be able to sing at the same no it's about exercise it's about you know constantly you know doing it so um but we could go on and on about that i i'm you know as singers (laughs) we're on the same page lord yes lord trying to get people to understand that um my question for you now now i given the acting background you know obviously the music has been was the stronger it sounds like space currently where do you find yourself living in more is it more music or are you still you know acting and what are we doing currently so so we know what's Cinda doing today it's funny because in the beginning i was a singer actress singer first actress Mm -hmm. but then once i got introduced to the professional world of music versus the professional world of acting I preferred acting. It was just a little bit too dark for me in the music world. Stuff mm. was going on that mm-hmm. I wasn't hit with. I really didn't want that kind of lifestyle. So I became mm-hmm. an actress singer and I was a lot more comfortable acting than singing. Uh, mm. But then uh, when I had my kid, when I had my daughter, my uh, focus shifted because with music, I could be uh, more discerning and I could pick and choose and it wouldn't take me away for long periods of time. So I started singing with a band again. I started getting my music out there again. I met Mr. Uh, or doctor, Dr. Smith. And, um, <laughs> and so now it's switched again back to singer actress because I do a lot more singing than I do acting a lot of live stuff lately. I've been doing some recording trying to finally put uh, uh, something out there beyond Harlem Blues, which thank God for Harlem Blues. It was a wonderful song, (laughs) but it's like almost 30 years old now. So I would really like to be remembered for more than just Harlem Blues, even though it was a gift and is a gift to me. I want to put out music that will touch people in the same way or even more than that song did. Um, and so Will and I are working on some stuff and I'm working on, I have, I have someone in, um, Chicago, a couple of people in Chicago, somebody in New York and then somebody, or or then Will, that I'm, um, actually maybe like five, five different composers 
that are like mm-hmm. sending stuff to me and I'm just, you know, putting words to it, writing the lyrics, writing the melodies, um, because I, it's time for me to put some stuff out there. And then also I, I have this brand, Pink Panty Confessions, uh, which was a book that I wrote, a self-help, um, a self-help memoir that I wrote. And in it are uh, songs, part, part of it, there's some songs that I've written, poetry that I've written. So I'm putting a lot of music to that stuff because I have a project for that. And I have a, nice. um, a series that, I'm, that I wrote that's, loosely based on my life uh being panty party and just trying to get the music finished for that so you know i'm 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 doing quite a bit and and, you know so you're a little busy yeah yeah (laughs) my daughter has one more year of high school and then i can you know when she goes off to college then i can go supercharge it and i i cannot wait I can't wait to, you know, I have really enjoyed the experience of motherhood. Um, you know, the hands-on mothering uh, has been a beautiful thing, and it's helped me grow uh, so much creatively. Mm. Uh, I, I was able to write a lot and um, really concentrate on things that I couldn't do when I was out there auditioning all the time and acting in movies here and there. I, I was able to focus on a different kind of gift. So um, all that stuff has come together, so it's synthesized together. So now I can use the music, I can use the acting, I can use the writing and produce some things that I hope will uh, touch people and um, shift minds, make people think, you know, because for me, that's all it's about. It's not just doing the art. I love doing the art, but if I'm not moving someone, then I don't feel like I'm fulfilling my purpose. Uh, just the same is, is, is fine for somebody else. But for me, if my song doesn't touch someone, then I'm not doing my job. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm up to. That's awesome. Yep. Well, that's great. That's, uh, yeah, that's awesome. I, awesome. I know uh, we can go on for hours. And uh, mm-hmm. we had a great time hanging out. You were, you were chilling out with us uh, this weekend, this past weekend. So we had a good mm-hmm. time. But, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, we'll, we'll have to bring you back um, once we get some of these projects done. So mm-hmm. we can talk about what we've been doing. Exactly. And, uh, and, yeah, give, give people the updates on that. Uh, you have any extra questions, Kenya? Of course I do, Will. I'm like, wait a minute, is our time up? <laughs> uh, no, I, you know, I think the biggest you, you kind of, um, you've said a lot of what I was going to ask, but I, I think when you were talking about, you know, doing meaningful work and, um, you know, being able to touch people and, you know, letting the focus be kind of within that space and not getting caught up in trends and, you know, I think being in the industry for as long as you've been in the industry, you know, I've seen some artists who keep trying to quote unquote, stay relevant per se, um, and do things that aren't really consistent with what we know them to be within their brand or that, you know, can be meaningful. And so, you know, hearing Mm. you say you're still trying to make it meaningful, um, you know, I think is, is really, really important. I, I know we're running low on time, but I just wanted to ask just real quickly, your current opinion of, the music industry and, and kind of where it's sitting right now. Well, I think, I think honestly, um, 
I'm, I'm going to, I'm not going to sound like an old lady here. I really think that if you, if you make use of the, the, the different formats and different ways we can hear music now, you will realize that there's some great music happening. Um, you can, you, my, like I said, my daughter is my, the perfect person. She loves to find songs and that say something and are musically beautiful. Oh my gosh, there's a lot of great music out there. And I think because we're not so dependent on the studio system and there's a lot of independent work being done that right. people aren't, aren't stuck because the studios yeah. have so much control on content and, and, and their, their decisions were always based on accounting and not art. But because people yeah. are doing their projects independently, they can say what they want to, they can sing what they want to, and they can still be heard. It might not be on an iHeartRadio, but it'll be somewhere. Mm -hmm. So yeah. in that way, I think music, um, the music business has come a long way. And I think because of that, we can have some, we have some great stuff that's out there. That's very exciting to me. Yeah. I agree. Awesome. I totally agree. Totally agree. All right, well, I'll shut up now. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, just uh, just the la last roundup, let people know uh, how to get in touch with you uh, or where to check out some of your stuff that you're working on. Okay, uh, right now, the easiest, best way to get in touch with me or to hear what I'm doing is on my Facebook. I, I, it's true. Uh, Cinda Will is the name of one of my personal pages. Cinda Williams is the other. And then there's the official fan page of Cinda Williams that's out there. I, I sing every week. I put stuff out, and actually I'm getting ready to, to launch my YouTube page where I put a lot of that stuff out um and then um hopefully will and i and, and others will will put some music out there really soon like in the next several months so that's nice, that's it nice. yeah. all right nice perfect, perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. And, and now that I know that we're kind of in each other's backyards, <laughs> we both are in Illinois, uh, then, then we're going to have to hook up. We're going to have to connect with you. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Cool, cool. Well, we will catch you all on the flip side on the next episode. And uh, thank you all for listening. It's been great having uh, Cinda on with us today. Thank and, you. Uh, we'll talk. Yep. Great. We'll talk to you all, all right. next week. All talk right. to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. And we hope you've enjoyed this podcast episode. Please leave us a comment on our page. If you would like to contact us about a specific topic, you can email us at info at creating crimson.com or DRW Smith at making money in the music biz. Biz.com. If you would like to schedule a consultation session with Creating Crimson, you can fill out the contact form at the bottom of the website at creatingcrimson.com. If you would like registration services for your music project, you can visit makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com and go to the registration services page. Please fill out the contact form and we will get back with you promptly.
If you are interested in advertising on our podcast, please send us an email at drwsmith at makingmoneyinthemusicbiz.com.